Welcome to the Relational Recovery Podcast. I'm your host, Wes Thompson, joined by my co-host, Austin Hill. Today, we're in part four in our conversation. We hope you enjoy. It reminds me, I was listening to a podcast by Jay Shetty a while back, and he was advocating. It was really interesting. He was talking about the difference between empathy and compassion. And he was talking about how sometimes we have to really fight to stay compassionate and maybe be less empathetic. And at first I was like, this sounds weird. But then he explained, you know, the neurobiology of our brains where, you know, when we're empathetic, which means empathy for anyone listening, empathy means like, I'm feeling what you're feeling. So like, if you're sad, I'm going to get there with you. I'm going to be there with you. I'm going to really feel what you feel with you as much as I can. And empathy is a gift. But at the same time, he says, you know, neurobiologically, when we experience negative emotions, um, our natural instinctive response is to get away from them. We have to be cautious um, to not let um, empathy rule us too much because oftentimes that will lead us to just want to uh, get out of that situation because we don't want to feel the negative emotions that, that that someone else is feeling. And so like, for example, what that looks like is when you describe like, I had a really, like I'm having a really bad day this and this happened and somebody just says, Oh yeah, but, but you know, but don't worry about that because you know, life, life's pretty good. And just, you should just ignore that. And just, you know, it's like what, what that person's doing is essentially like belittling or coddling depending on their approach, but they just don't want to deal with it, you know? And so compassion is when we care about somebody, but like, we don't necessarily have to like enter in. And sometimes, sometimes that allows us to be more objective because at the end of the day, we want, you know, if we're going to be helpful to others, we want to be able to be with them and not make it about us. And I, and so I say all that to say, I just think you're spot on when you say that, you know, coddling and belittling are both selfish in nature. Yeah. Cause the, the un- unhealthy em- empathy, it likes people like to say like, Oh, I'm an empath. I feel, I feel feelings really big, but it becomes selfish when it's more about like, if you see someone who's sad and you're like, Oh, I'm empathetic. I'm going to go tell them that I know exactly how they feel because this happened to me. What is that whole statement about? It's about me, myself and I, it's not about the person's sadness because a good, a good, a healthy empathy is coming up and being like, I see that you're really sad. I've had similar situations. What can I do to help? you what's going on it's focused on you because if you're wanting to comfort somebody it's a lot better to be that person that someone can lean on in a tough situation not someone who's going through a tough situation someone walks up to me and says oh i know exactly how you feel can you make me feel better now because you your sadness made me sad that's that's not helpful yeah it's just interesting in a lot of these conversations and we might be digressing a little bit, but you know, it's like, if we want to be helpful, um, when somebody's going through stuff in either one of these, whether it's coddling or belittling, like these are both like the context is we're with someone else, right? Because we're either coddling or belittling and, and, and we got to fight to not make it about us because when we're in those moments, we want to try to serve the other. And we definitely want to show up. I mean, we, we can speak into things if we're asked, but I think we just have to be cautious that I've been in so many of these conversations, right? And the tendency is to make them about yourself. And that's what you have to fight against is to be able to listen to the other without, without an overreaction to try to, to try to fix it for them or, or to um, to try to belittle 
and, and maybe ignore or diminish what they're experiencing. I have a question. I don't know if this is the direction you're thinking, but I just thought of this, like what we've been talking about, like how not to be belittling and how not to coddle. What do we, what do you suggest someone do when they realize like I'm being belittled? I'm not, I'm being coddled. How do I respond to that? Oh man. Well, that's, I mean, that's great. Cause I think if somebody realizes that that's a good bit of, uh, of awareness. Um, I mean, what do you do? I, th- I think that's a good question. I think, I think, Obviously, we can't make the other person respond differently, but I think we just have to realize that if so, if you feel like you're being belittled, um, if you feel comfortable, I think it's I think it's totally appropriate to say that. You know, well, I'm feeling what I'm feeling. You know, if if I'm like for example, if I come to you, Austin, I say, man, I'm having a really like crappy day. I'm sad. Like I feel like because of X, Y, and Z happened, I'm feeling sad. And you were just like, yeah, that's dumb. You just shouldn't feel that way. I mean, you would never do that, but like. I might say, man, well, I'm feeling that way. So I, you know, it is what it is. I mean, you know, uh, you know, it's like, uh, uh, we're not robots. We can't just flip a switch in a second. And so I think sometimes it's just acknowledging that, like, listen, this is my human experience in this moment. Um, you know, I think, you know, we can't often flip a switch like that. And so, I mean, I, I can't change the way you react to me, but I can, I can, uh, I can't advocate for myself. And I think with coddling, if you feel coddled, I think you can do what Amber did to me, which she's just like, I don't need you to fix it for me. I'm not asking you to fix my problems for me. I just want you to listen. And so it might even be trying to set clear expectations with the other person of what mm. you're even wanting from them. Yeah. Hmm. So if there is something that's like, man, I just need to vent. I don't need you to fix it. Just need you to listen. Or if it's like, I'm really stuck. I need your insight. Yeah. So it's probably good to have clear, maybe clear ground, like just a clear ask from you, like from the get go. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Relational Recovery Podcast. We'll be back tomorrow with part five in our conversation. We'll see you then.